What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more episodes at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Videoland. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, when I first heard that they were making another Bill and Ted movie. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I like Bill and Ted. I don't love them, but you know, they were a part of my geek culture growing up. I like the original movies enough, but they're not something that's, you know, on repeat at the house. They're not constantly in my DVD player. It's probably been, I don't know, 15 years since I've seen a Bill and Ted movie. You know, I just watched them all because of Face the Music. I dig the movies, they're okay, but I wouldn't call myself a huge fan. And honestly, um, if I can be completely honest, after watching them, after my rewatch, uh, the first two, I honestly don't think they hold up that well. You know, if I have to pick one of the original two movies, I'm going Bogus Journey. I think it's a better movie. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's better through and through. But then uh, when I heard that they were making Face the Music, the third movie, I was like, cool, you know, nice trip down memory lane, get a little bit of nostalgia, you know, and whatever, you know, like, I love Keanu Reeves, just like everyone else, you know, the man's a goddamn saint, like, I watch everything with Keanu Reeves, I'm a huge John Wick fan, you know, I love Matrix 1, you know, um, so yeah, I was definitely gonna watch Face the Music, like, who's not gonna watch Face the Music, um, but I did have some reservations, you know, the last one, Bogus Journey, that came out in, like, 1990, 91, that's almost 30 years ago. Typically, you know, resurrecting franchises don't work. Typically. Uh, but then I heard an early review from Kevin Smith. I'm going to read a little bit from his review, but let's just say after the movie, he was crying. All right. Tears of joy, which didn't surprise me. Like, I love Kevin Smith, but the dude is an emotional nerd. He loves everything. But I was curious to see just, you know, like, what, what did he have to say? He fucking loved it. You know, and again, not surprised because he fucking loves everything. I don't think this guy has seen a bad DC movie. I don't think this guy has, has seen a bad Marvel movie. You know, he directs episodes of uh, a Flash. I mean, this guy's a fucking nerd that loves everything. You know, sometimes I think he's afraid to say you know, he didn't like something because he's in the public so much, which has to be a weird position, right? Like, I mean, you can't say a movie sucks and then work in the industry. That's where I'm from. That's called burning bridges. So honestly, I don't put a whole lot of faith and what Kevin Smith says, but you can hear in his voice that he's passionate about everything that he's talking about. So I like listening to him, even though, you know, half of it's bullshit. But let me pull up his quotes here. He said, I might just read all this. Um, it's a wonderful movie, but I cannot tell you how emotional this movie was for me. Uh, last half hour of the movie, I am bawling. And these are not like tears of, they ruined it. They are tears of like, this movie transcends. They cracked the code. It's a beautiful experience. People have asked me over the course of the last few hours uh, since I've seen it, like, what is it? And I said, look, I don't mean this as dismissive. This is the highest compliment I could give something. This movie is adorable. It is to be adored. Um, it makes one feel warm in these hopeless times. It's a hopeful movie. Um, it took me on a time machine journey. Um, it was it was a per perfect it was a perfect viewing experience. Um, I left the office bawling. They crushed it. 
Again, I'm really hit or miss when it comes to, to Kevin Smith reviews, but for this one, he fucking nailed it 100%. He crushed his own review. Like, I could stop right now, done recording, uh, upload it to, to SoundCloud and iTunes, and we're done. You know, just point to Kevin Smith's review and just say, you know, that's it. I'm out. That's what I think. All right, but I want to underline some things that he said and just talk about a few things just a little bit more, put some emphasis on his words, but in a nutshell, Kevin Smith is right on the money. Uh, first off, like Kevin Smith, I think this movie is transcendent. I think it's better than the other two movies, but it also feels like a Bill and Ted movie, if that makes sense. Like everyone involved did a great job balancing comedy, emotion, nostalgia. Like it has more heart than the original movies. It has more emotion than the original movies. It just has a more, it has more of a through line, I think, than the other two movies. I think one of the best things I can say about Face the Music is the script is tight. The runtime is only like an hour and a half. There's no fat on this movie. And again, I have to agree with Kevin. Like, the movie is adorable. That should be printed on the poster or the DVD case. It's adorable and fun. He said this movie made him feel warm in these hopeless times. It's a hopeful movie. And I think that's my takeaway. Especially the ending of this movie. Again, spoilers, but everyone is excellent to each other. Everyone is partying. And I'm not talking about everyone in the room or everyone at a concert. I'm talking about everyone in the world. Everyone united. It's not about the song, but it's about us all playing together in unison. God, that's the message we need right now, isn't it? I think it's a perfect ending for this trilogy. Be excellent to each other and party on dudes, man. It's just such a cool philosophy. It's a fitting ending for the franchise. Uh, this is what I call a chicken noodle soup ending, a chicken noodle soup movie. Like I've talked about these types of movies in the past where it's, it's the kind of movie where you're not feeling good or you're stressed, you're exhausted, you're, you're having a bad fucking day. You're laying on the couch and face the music. It can just be on in the background, and it just makes you feel good. This is one of those chicken noodle soup movies for the soul. We need movies like this right now. With a pandemic going on, Like we need hopeful. And uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, or underline, I guess I should say, from Kevin Smith's review is that he said they cracked the code. Uh, again, I already said that there's no fat on this movie. The runtime is perfect, but I think for me, cracked the code is I think it's a perfect story for a third movie. They crack the story. They tap into the nostalgia, like if you grew up on these movies, but it isn't just fan service. It's exactly what you want from a third Bill and Ted movie. Like, I love the story. There's, there's Bill and Ted. They're stealing a song from their future selves. It's a weird Bill and Ted time heist gone wrong. Like we go to hell, we get chased by a killer robot. There's a concert to save the world, the, the the universe, it's just a fun adventure. I didn't even know I needed a third Bill and Ted movie, but they fucking cracked the code. I wish that other sequels could be this faithful and this genuine. Like, it's really risky making sequels to 20, 30-year-old movies. Like, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain real quick on sequels for older movies that were successful or well-received. Like, what, the, the new Blade Runner, Mad Max Fury Road? Man, that's... Is that it? <laughs> those are my... I think those are the only two that I can come up with right now. Those are the only two successful ones I can think of off, like, the top of my head. What, like, New Blade Runner? Mad Max Fury Road? Usually you get shit like Independence Day Resurgence or Tron Legacy. So, 
Yeah, like I would I would put Face the Music next to Blade Runner 2049 and Mad Max Fury Road when talking about sequels to older movies that are actually worth a shit. But man, I had so much fun with this movie. I think everybody should go see it. And uh, it was just so much fun hanging out with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters. It's like these guys never stop playing Bill and Ted. Their body language, their chemistry, their just the way they say their lines, man. It's just, it's Bill and Ted. It's perfect. Like I would never have thought that Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters their characters would translate so well to 2020. But watching these guys again, adorable, pure joy. I just, guys, I had a blast watching this movie. And uh, I was watching it with my wife. We had a few drinks and we had a smile on our face the whole time. And then seeing them unite with death, you know, played once again by Willem Sadler. Perfect. Joy. Adorable. Like, again, I had no idea that my movie soul needed... The reunion of these three characters, uh, Bill and Ted and Death. and Guys, this was so much fun. I seriously had no idea I needed this movie. Uh, by the way, I watched it twice while I had it on the streaming. And it, I think I liked it more the second time. Uh, we also got uh, a hologram of Rufus. That was fun. Played by the, the late, great George Carlin. Uh, just a really cool nod to his character. So yeah, there's again, there's nostalgia. Um, but it's, you get Death, you get Rufus. But it's meaningful. It's not just nostalgia. Like... It's not just empty fan service. Well, maybe Rufus is, <laughs> but I think there's layers to this movie. And uh, I also want to bring up the supporting cast because I think the supporting cast is phenomenal. Uh, all of the new actors, actresses, all like all the new characters feel like they belong in the Bill and Ted universe. The two daughters played by Samara Weaving, who could honestly be a stunt double for Margot Robbie, but fuck it, who doesn't want more Mar Margot Robbie, right? <laughs> and uh, Bridget Lundy Payne, I think is her name. Both of these ladies are absolutely wonderful in this movie. They are perfectly cast to play Billy and uh, Thea. Uh, they are clones of their dads. Oh, I better be careful. They're not really clones, uh, but they're spinning images of Bill and Ted. Clones actually work in, in Bill and Ted. So they are female versions of Bill and Ted, of Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. So just brilliant casting. They knocked it out of the park. Uh, but my favorite character... And my just my favorite addition to the Bill and Ted universe is this awkward robot named Dennis. Dude, he stole the entire movie. Every time he's on screen, I was laughing or just having fun with his performance. Like there's 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 something about this dude's eyes that was cracking me up. His demeanor. Uh, hang on, let me uh, let me pull this guy's name up. Hang on a second. Character Dennis Caleb McCoy. So yeah, Dennis Caleb McCoy the robot, played by Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything with him in it. But this dude is on my radar now. I loved his performance. Uh, Dennis is the kind of character that makes Bill and Ted movies unique. Like, we've had the evil robot, uh, Bill and Ted and Bogus Journey. Uh, we've had, uh, obviously, Death. Uh, we've had uh, the aliens named Station. And now we get uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy, uh, just this, this awkward robot. It just feels, it feels like Bill and Ted, um, his cheap design. Uh, I don't, it, it's just appropriate for a Bill and Ted movie. Uh, everything about Dennis was fucking amazing. Um, I don't even know if he was in the trailer, um, but I was not anticipating his character at all. Nice surprise. Awesome performance, uh, there. And, uh, I do want to bring up some negatives, uh, but most of my negatives aren't really deal breakers, and some aren't really negative, just weird. Uh, let's start with the weird. Keanu Reeves, um, his his beard or lack of beard, <laughs> I should say. It was, it was so weird seeing him 
without facial hair. I finally got adjusted um, halfway in uh, on my first viewing. Um, but every time he goes into the future to meet another version of himself, he always looks better because he has facial hair. He looks younger, even though it's an older version of himself because he has facial hair. Like Keanu Reeves just looks better, dirty, and with hair on his face. <laughs> so not a deal breaker, but it did throw me off for a little bit. And uh, let's see what else. I might have missed something here. Um, I don't know how this works, but um, so if, re if reality is going to collapse uh, within the, the small time frame within the movie, like how can they visit their future selves? There might be an explanation for that, but you know, until that gets explained, it's an issue I have. Um, so if you guys have an explanation for me, please message me, um, put it up on Facebook, let me know. Um, and then uh, they try explaining time travel. It's like, come on, man, you're not supposed to take this movie seriously. You you don't don't worry about explaining time travel. It's a Bill and Ted movie. Uh, and also, that's why them visiting themselves in the future really isn't a big issue for me because it's, it's a fucking Bill and Ted time travel movie, man. Anything goes. Um, and then uh, there is some bad CGI, but I think that works in its favor. It's, it's consistent with the original movies. It's consistent with the franchise. Um, if you're going into this movie expecting a CGI spectacular extravaganza, then you know, I don't know what the fuck... Um, you're thinking, like, most of Bill and Ted's bogus journey looks like shit, but it's still fun. So, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, most of my negatives I can deal with. Um, but nothing really that lowers the score for me. I have heard some people say it's it's woke, air quote, wokes, by giving the daughters a lot to do. Uh, sharing the movie uh, with, with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, but... I think the script was appropriate. Honestly, I think it's a perfect passing of the torch. Um, I think the franchise should end here. I don't think there should be a, a fourth movie. I, I honestly think it's a perfect ending uh, to this franchise. Um, but it's also a very good way to pass the torch if you do want to make other movies. Uh, these uh, actresses are great in their roles. So, you know, hey, if you want to make another movie, I think it's a great passing of the torch. And... Uh, Actually, I just thought about it, but the daughters don't have any sort of relationship with their mothers. The princesses, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't think there's one scene with them together, with their moms. But yeah, that's that's all I got, man. The positives completely outweigh the negatives. But guys, it's a great third movie. It's my favorite movie out of the three. It has heart, humor, friendship. It's about family. Face the music is a blast. Uh, again, none of it feels like fan service. It feels like a perfect extension of the story that started 30 years ago. It's the perfect chicken noodle soup movie that you just want to just want to watch if you're sick. You just sit on the couch and you watch a movie. You're watching Face the Music. It just makes you feel good. It's hopeful. I wasn't expecting an excellent adventure, guys, but I got one. Anyway, that's a wrap. Those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Did you enjoy Face the Music? Was it an excellent adventure? Do you want to see a fourth movie with the ladies, or is this the end of the franchise for you? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, be excellent to each other, party on, dudes, and peace out. Yeah.